say I just don't know if I, I'm coming or going at the moment because it really has been four seasons in one day today. We've had sun, uh, rain, wind and snow. No, we haven't, obviously haven't had snow, but it's been like three seasons in one day and at the moment it's now pouring with rain. Welcome to episode 156 of Mr. Bert Pods. So um, I've just thrown caution to the wind and put a jumper on, a light jumper. Yes, and also my um, I haven't got socks on uh, because I didn't put any socks on because I was quite hot and sweaty when I got back from my run, which fortunately was not in the rain. It started raining when I got back, and now I'm a bit I'm a bit uh, chilly around the ankles. But um, I've just spilled tea down my front. Um, I think I can manage for twenty minutes. So, yes, so it's just been, um, well, I just don't know what's going on out there today. Uh, it certainly doesn't feel like it did a week ago when uh, I was unable to sleep because of the heat. But there we go. So, um, we have a very, very special episode today uh, because we have a new listener. Uh, I'm very honoured. I'm very honoured uh, and humbled. It's the National Treasure's mother. Uh, who I would just like to give a very warm welcome to. Um, I've never met her, but feel I know her. Um, and I'm thrilled, as we all are, that she's now a regular listener, as long as her child uh, makes this podcast link accessible to her. Actually, said child, <clears throat> National Treasure, uh, has had some brief appearances in... Um, EastEnders recently and um, some interactions with um, staircase furniture. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, none of you will get that joke, but let me just assure you it's hilariously funny. So, yes, uh, it's still windy, and oh, there's somebody going out without a cap, hat or a coat on. Um, it still sounds like a gra- I don't know you probably can't hear that, but that's just a car parking and there's so much gravel on our road. Uh, it sounds like um, it's just constant scrape, scrape, scrape every time someone tries to park. Um, and it just sounds as if everyone is going through a real painful uh, set of parking manoeuvres when in fact they're not. Having said that, when I park, I actually am going through a series of painful parking manoeuvres, it has to be said. Anyway, I'm here. Uh, it's been, uh, it hasn't been that exciting a week, it has to be said. Uh, I'm just consulting my diary. I need a PA really, but I need somebody here with me to uh, be pointing out my um, busy life. That's not going to happen. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's been mostly the play. Uh, so today, Monday, uh, I went for a run. I did yoga. I did. Now, Adrian isn't really, well, I don't know whether she isn't into all the sort of spiritual hokey pokey stuff about yoga, uh, or I think I suspect she might be, but she just doesn't push it. She pushes it in different ways uh, of understanding these things. Or I did see one on the third chakra, and I don't often hear her talking about chakras, and I don't believe in chakras. 
and it was called going for gold so i thought well it's monday morning i'll go for gold uh, as you do anyway it was basically it wasn't called going for gold it was something for gold it was uh, she was doing it as a sort of uh um an outreach it was an old it was about seven years old an outreach to a children's cancer charity uh called something like going for gold uh so she was it was just her um making awareness i can hear the window rattling in fact i might get disturbed today because the window cleaners coming this afternoon uh, normally comes in the morning but today it's going to be the afternoon which is another thing that's putting me on edge because uh, a big wet brush might suddenly appear next to me on the window um anyway so adrian was doing third chakra did and the third chakra is i don't know what it is but apparently it's um somewhere around your navel and i thought oh it'll be a really good um uh call workout actually it was a nice calming workout but i thought i was going to be uh tested to the limit on my core and i wasn't at all so my core and my chakra are not the same things that's what i learned today and um i did a very good boat i'm very pleased with my boat actually because i think my core is quite strong i did a very good boat and um she did something you always know when a yoga teacher and it's not just adrian it's all of them uh and when i say all of them i mean the three i've uh had lessons from so that means all of them four i've had lessons from is when they say uh anything about getting playful or let's uh have a bit of fun now uh, anything like that you know they're going to put you into one of the hardest uh usually near impossible if not completely impossible positions your body's ever ventured near um i don't know why they do it i don't i just the word playful and yoga just words do not match in my mind in any way whatsoever um probably that's my problem and probably i should go into yoga with a playful spirit but uh first thing in the morning that's not going to happen um so that did that and then i went for a run and I, I ran a little bit faster than normal so i was breathing through my mouth but i wasn't exhausting myself and then i had a bit of a sprint towards the end and that was quite nice actually the weather was very nice in ali pali uh and i thought i saw something interesting i saw cormorant yesterday actually in ali pali in the boating lake um well it's a cormorant it's the cormorant who lives on ali pali boating lake and um quite close to the edge of the of the lake uh, which was interesting ducking and diving god i could stay in the water for a long time so that was nice and then um and i have noticed canada goose has got uh it looks like there's somebody running past uh i see it stopped raining now and the wind's dropped um looks like it's got broken well i don't know it's got broken wing but um it just something wrong with its feathers so it's sort of right angled unhealthy looking uh angle so but the thing itself seems all right and i'm sure the park keepers don't interfere but um i'm sorry i'm drinking a lot of tea because i'm a bit chilly so um that was that so i did my run and that was in 33 34 minutes that was all right it's a bit slower than normal but it's all right and then um i did some welsh this morning that was exciting uh, I'm. I get this Welsh magazine every two months called something. Uh, it's got a Welsh name that I've completely forgotten, and basically it has articles in it that uh, they put into three uh, levels 
So there's an, a sort of very, it's all color coded, a very short sort of basic summary of the article in yellow, and that's for basic learners, beginner learners. And then there's slightly more complicated uh, bits of it in green, and uh, the most complicated bits are in blue. And I'm very happy that I'm charging through a blue um, uh, section. Um, it's all about a woman, mostly their interviews. It's all about um, a ceramics uh, ceramic maker who lives in Wales, obviously she's Welsh, and uh, she uses graffito as to design uh, on the pottery on the clay, which is where you scratch, um, but not normally associated, I don't think, ceramics. I might be wrong, actually. I think it probably is. Anyway, she scratches, she puts a sort of an underlayer of uh, paint uh, it's not paint, it's something else, glaze and glaze, and then she scratches into it so that the white of the clay comes through. And they're absolutely beautiful. They're really, really beautiful designs. She sort of plays around with traditional Welsh designs, but um, makes them her own, slightly slightly contemporarizes them, is that the right word? I think they're beautiful, and I would be quite tempted to buy one or two of her. She's got, she sells on Instagram, I think. Um, can't remember her name, so don't ask me. Um, Actually, what is her name? Because it's nice for people to know what I'm talking about. I'm just shifting across the room. She's called uh, Kate Russell, R-U-S-S-E-L-L. And I think if you look that up on uh, Instagram, you will find her. Anyway, she's based in Wales and she works under the business name of Scratch, Scu uh, Scratch Studio, but that's Scratch with a K. I'm not sure why. Uh, S K R A T C H, but they're they're beautiful. I really like them. The magazine now I've got it in my hand is called Oh yes, Lingo News. How can I forget that? So um, now I'm very happy actually because I am now uh, going quite quickly through the uh, most the difficult uh, level of the articles, uh, and my Welsh person teacher person friend is uh, very happy with me. Uh, in fact. They learning more about the Welsh language <clears throat> than I am, I think, because when you start analysing your own language, <clears throat> of course, you start thinking about it, and um, you start questioning uh, all sorts of things that you never think twice about in normal everyday talk. Uh, so they're having a whirl of time, uh, and they're listening to this. So um, yeah, so that was that. So that's my day so far. Uh, just waiting for the window cleaner. Uh, the next trauma of household uh, improvements is uh, the damp back wall. So we've got uh, the back wall in the garden uh, is all um, is, is, is damp, basically. There's some, something wrong with the damp course or something. And um, I'm trying to get someone in to look at it. And will people, what is it with people that they cannot communicate by phone? I don't know. I'm, I'm going through this. I've, I've said, here is my phone number. We're, we're around, but it's quite complicated. Um, our being at home times. Could you give me a ring and we can sort this out quickly? No, we have to do it by email. And I don't know his phone number. And so it's been a week now of emails going backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. And um, oh, um, it's, um, uh, it's the window cleaner who's going to think I'm mad as that because I'm sitting here talking to myself, which is what he's going to see through the window. Um, that's Gabriel. Gabriel, the window cleaner. And um, I'm just thinking, do we want anything done on the inside? I think it's all right. Uh, so anyway, um, 
So, yeah, and um, I've got this stupid email communication, and I still haven't sorted out. All it is is a date to come around. I think it's just drives me up the wall. Anyway, um, oh, he's filling his bucket, and of course I'm completely gripped by Gabriel's window cleaner. I don't want to see him doing these things because I can look down at the window because I'm sitting in the rocking chair. Anyway, um, so that's that. I don't think anyone's interested in Gabriel's window cleaner. Um, so that's annoying. And uh, just when I got a date sorted out, my downstairs neighbour, because the in the other side of the wall is in their flat. So the outside of the wall is in our garden, the inside is in their flat, just to make things really complicated. Uh, they told me they couldn't do the date. That, oh, it's just going on for the I don't want to talk about it. So um, that was the week. Uh, so the play is going along. Uh, what can I say about it? It's not making me happy. Uh, but uh, the cast are lovely, um, and um, the stage management are all lovely, and the people I work with are lovely, but they're always lovely, and they're always there. Um, and I've got a lovely DSM. I'm very blessed to have yet another very lovely DSM. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's all right. That's all fine, fine, fine. Very disappointed to find out that I am not needed on the next show, which starts at the beginning of September. Fortunately, it's only for six weeks as opposed to the usual three-month runs. But I'm in a bit of a quandary now because I don't know whether... I don't want to leave the theatre. I'm not employed by the theatre, but I've worked there for years now, and I really love working there. And um, it means six weeks of not having any work so that I can then take the job after that, which I am needed on. I don't know what that one is. Uh, or do I go off and get another job and then risk not being available to come back for that production? It's all a bit complicated and I can't think of my way out of it. I'm sure something will come up. But um, unfortunately, the production I'm not wanted on is one I was desperate to work on because of what it is and who is involved. But um, never mind, it's not to be. So... Um, I think Gabriel the window clean is quite popular with the uh, ladies down our street. Just saying. Um, so then, uh, then Friday night uh, we went to the theatre. <clears throat> we went to see the Motive in the Queue by the wonderful Jack Thorne, who just writes everything brilliant on television and stages at the moment. And uh, it was with Mark Gatiss as Sir John Gielgud and Johnny Flynn who I've never seen on stage. I've only ever seen him on TV. Um, Johnny Flynn, not only is a fantastic actor, but is a marvellous uh, singer, songwriter as well. Uh, sort of contemporary folk, um, which he's got a lovely voice. And in fact, he's done his latest thing as a collaboration with Robert McFarlane, who I've banged on about on here before, who uh, wrote the book, uh, The Lost Words, with the illustrations by Jackie Morris. Uh, and if you've not got that book, I strongly suggest you go out and buy it now. Uh, and then the follow-up, The Lost Spells. Anyway, Robert McFarlane, who's a nature writer, a beautiful nature writer, he's written the lyrics and Johnny Flynn's done the music and it's really lovely. Um, so that's a recommendation if you're into, well, even if you're not into contemporary folk, actually, give it a go because they're really nice. So, um, yeah, Johnny Flynn was playing Richard Burton and Tuppence Middleton playing Elizabeth Taylor. And it was basically about... I didn't know the longest, Richard Burton's longest running, I'm not sure it was stage or just Broadway, 
Broadway run was Hamlet, which he did in the 19... What was it? 1962, I think. Directed by John Gielgud. This uh, play, Jack Thorne's based on a book, and either the book is based on some recorded tran- uh, recordings that went on in rehearsals or around rehearsals, or uh, directly from them. Um, either way, it's... I have to say, I went in and I was I was really looking forward to it because I really like uh, plays about theatre and plays about actors, uh, which I know can be very, very insular, inward-looking and lovey, lovey, uh, and I and quite understand people not liking them. Uh, I went in, it was packed, it was hot, and I was tired, and I have to say I was f- wilting a little bit for the first 20 minutes or so, um, and then slowly, slowly, slowly it grabbed hold of me, and by the end, uh, by the end, uh, I was on my feet for a standing ovation. And I very rarely, I do occasionally, I will stand on my feet, obviously, because you're not going to stand on your bottom for a standing ovation, are you? Uh, very rarely will do that. And the person I was with never, ever, ever, in fact, I think makes point of never standing uh, for a, um, calls at the end of a, a play. But uh, we were both on our feet. Absolutely beautiful. I have to say... Um, it's basically about the elder Gilgood, who seems to be past his... Oh, it's just pouring down the drain again. Past his prime, and the up-and-coming Richard Burton, who was obviously had just married Elizabeth Taylor and was obviously a massively well-known star. Um, it's about the sort of the meeting of these two minds. Um, I was going to say a bit like Star is Born, but it's not really like Star is Born, but sort of that idea. And... Um, but it goes, just goes places you don't expect. And a lot of it is them just playing Hamlet, uh, long speeches from Hamlet, which, of course, is always marvellous to hear. So you've got Johnny Flynn playing uh, Rich Burton, playing Hamlet, um, which is quite a bit odd. Um, and it's just beautiful. And I, I mean, I'm, I've never really liked Hamlet until my father got ill and then I realised... Uh, what Hamlet was all about, well, all about for me anyway, and how much it moves me now. And so um, I was very, very, very moved by this production. Not everybody's going to be, but it is transferring into the West End. So obviously it's doing really well. And don't blame me if you don't like it. I watched, I read The Guardian, uh, I read The Guardian Review, which wasn't great, and then I stupidly went down into the reader's comments and you just go down a rabbit hole that it's just, I don't know, really have people got, not got anything better to do than write ridiculous comments on the Guardian website. Uh, so that was that. Um, there was a bit where the lighting dipped <laughs> briefly, and I got very hoity talky about it because I thought, well, I'm at the National Theatre, the standards are dropping. Uh, this is absolutely outrageous. And then promptly uh, I managed to be late uh, doing one of my lighting cues, uh, quite a big one, <laughs> in the play the other night. Uh, so uh, that shut me up. People in glass houses, etc., etc. So um, I'm I haven't got time now because I've hit my twenty minutes. But I'm reading. A, I've mentioned it a million times. I've never said anything about it. I'm reading Louise Erdrich or Edric's uh, The Sentence, which is absolutely beautiful book. I'm halfway through it. Um, I've got a lot to say about it, so I need to start talking about it when I've got more time on this podcast. But I can really, really recommend it as a Good read, uh, Louise Erdrich, E R D R I C H. The sentence, uh, the back blurb, is irritating. I have to say, it doesn't 
it gives away something it shouldn't and it also doesn't give you any idea of what the book's going to be like. Um, it's fascinating on so many levels. And then, so that's that. I've just finished listening to it. In fact, I gave up on it. I wanted to throw it in the bin, actually, although you can't throw an audio book in the bin. Uh, the Other Side of Night by Alan, uh, what's his name? Someone Hamdi. Absolutely dreadful. One of them, just awful. So awful that I gave up half an hour before the end of it and I just never gave up on things. Um, just, ugh. And uh, we started watching, but it's on Disney, which I know a lot of people don't have, uh, Not Dead Yet, uh, which is a beautiful, uh, I can say dramedy. I hate that expression, dramedy. Sort of a comedy. I've only seen one episode, it was the pilot, it was 20 minutes long and it was so rich and it had so much set up in it for a series. It was really brilliant and it's got a fantastic cast and I shall be carrying on talking about that because we've only got one more episode of Colin from Accounts to Go. Uh, so that's uh, getting a bit upsetting. Uh, otherwise it's the same or same old podcasts. Has to be a man and uh, how do you cope? and uh sally bailey's a reading life a writing life apparently i'm a behind on that i've been told uh i've been to well other people have been told to remind me that i'm behind on it uh thank you and um well, the sun, well you see the sun's coming out now tomorrow uh so um i don't know what the poor uh window cleaner's doing but he is walking around uh, with that, uh, on a thrilling note, uh, I'm going to finish. Thank you for listening.